0: Welcome to Australian Book Review's Poem of the Week. I'm Lisa Gorton, Poetry Editor. Last week we had Judy Beveridge reading the poem which won this year's Peter Porter Poetry Prize, As Wasps Fly Upwards. This week we have Sydney poet Stephen Edgar reading the poem that won this competition in 2005, Man on the Moon. Stephen Edgar lives in Sydney. His latest collection is Exhibits of the Sun from Black Pepper, His previous book, Eldershaw, was joint winner of the Colin Roderick Award and was shortlisted for the 2014 Prime Minister's Literary Awards. Stephen Edgar, introducing and reading Man on the Moon.
1: Man on the Moon is an unusual poem for me in two ways. I am not, for the most part, a writer of personal lyrics. My poems have been characterised as meditations. They don't generally record my own personal activities and emotions. But Man on the Moon is a very personal poem indeed, being part of a sequence of ten poems called Consume My Heart Away, written in 2004, in the wake of a brief but intense love affair. The I in this poem is me. This sequence of poems is also unusual in being written very quickly and immediately in response to the events they describe, in one case on the same day as the event described. As a rule, my my prospective poems lie around in notebooks, sometimes for several years, before I sit down to write them, but the pressure of emotion here needed immediate expression. The sequence is not chronological, is not a chronological narrative. Each poem describes a different aspect of the relationship and my reactions, so there is no need for the reader or listener to be familiar with the other poems in order to understand Man on the Moon. This poem, which is placed second last in the sequence, was in fact the last written more than a month after the others were finished and it has, if not quite an air of all passion spent, then at least a certain resignation. There is no need to say anything much about the subject matter because it is all quite clear and straightforward. I should point out, though, that the poem was begun a day or so after the 35th anniversary of the Apollo 11 moon landing, hence the references to that event. As anyone familiar with my poetry will know, I am a formalist. Virtually all my poems, at least since the mid-1980s, are metrical, and most are rhymed, and that is the case with the poems in Consume My Heart Away. Some of the poems are in quite elaborate forms. But Man on the Moon is written in that simple standby, the iambic pentameter quatrain rhymed A-B-A-B. It is very difficult, perhaps impossible, to put into words precisely how I decide on a particular form for a particular poem, but in this case I think that I felt this fairly simple form match the quiet resignation of the mood. One point of interest about the composition, the last line of the first stanza, Deepens to Giotto's Dream of Indigo, was the line I had the greatest difficulty in getting right. I had originally used a reference to Patrick White's artist from the vivisector, Hertel Duffield, who was obsessed with Indigo. But Clive James, to whom I showed the poem, persuaded me that this was an illusion that would be lost on many readers. I saw his point, but it took me a long time to hit on the right figure to replace him with. Man on the Moon Hardly a feature in the evening sky, as yet, Near the horizon the cold glow of rose and mauve, Which, as you look on high, deepens to Giotto's dream of indigo. Hardly a star as yet, and then that frail sliver of moon Like a thin peel of soap, gouged by a nail, Or the paring of a nail, slender enough repository of hope, There was no lack of hope when, thirty-five full years ago, they sent up the Apollo. Two-thirds of all the years I've been alive, they let us out of school so we could follow the broadcast of that memorable scene, crouching in Mr Langshaw's tiny flat, the whole class huddled round the TV screen. There's not much chance, then, of forgetting that. And for the first time ever, I think now, as though it were a memory that you were in the world then and alive, and how, down time's long labyrinthine avenue, eventually you'd bring yourself to me, with no excessive haste and none too soon, as memorable in my history as that small step for man onto the moon. How pitiful and inveterate the way we view the paths by which our lives descended, from the far past down to the present day, and fancy those contingencies intended, a secret destiny planned in advance, where what is done is as it must be done for us alone, when really it's all chance, and the special one might have been anyone. The paths that I imagined to have come together and for good have simply crossed and carried on, And that delirium we found is cold and sober now and lost. The crescent moon, to quote myself, lies back, a radio telescope propped to receive the signals of the circling zodiac. I send my thoughts up, wishing to believe that they might strike the moon and be transferred to where you are and find or join your own. Don't smile. I know the notion is absurd, and everything I think, I think alone.